the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. I'm still, I don't want to say 100% invested, but it feels like that. I have a little bit of cash on the sidelines, but not a lot. So I'm probably setting myself up for a tough 2020. In large part, the stocks that I own are already sitting at all-time highs. Then I take a look at 2020, and I go, we got pretty expensive valuations on the market. P.E. of 18 to 19, that's pretty high. We could make a case to say, let's push it to a P.E. of 20. But sometimes it's when you start getting yourself into a little bit of trouble. Ah, you got yourself into trouble, I see. Yes, I did. Please help me, Master. Um, speaking of Masters, Jedi Master coming out very, very soon. The Last Jedi. Is it called The Last Jedi? now? it's the Skywalker series is coming to a conclusion. Dun, dun, dun. And what's interesting, there's a lot going on in movie theaters right now. For instance, or in movies, Hollywood. Hooray for Hollywood. Hollywood's trying to stay relevant. Um, there's Martin Scorsese film hitting Netflix, I think, yesterday. And I'm not a big gangster film kind of guy. Just not my thing. I prefer zombies. I know you're saying zombies? Yes. Um, but there's a new Scorsese film that takes three hours and 40 minutes to get through. That's too long. <laughs> but it's also showing you like things are changing. If you were Martin Scorsese and to have that ability to do a three-hour and 40-minute movie, that'd be pretty good. When you see Bird Box and how many people went, to, went home and sat on the couch to see that, it's been a pretty good year for Netflix. They just paid for a movie theater, an iconic movie theater. I know you're saying, Netflix, what? In Paris. Uh-huh. I'm French. Which I recently watched, rewatched uh, a Monty Python film where the guy guarding the castle is French. Mm-hmm. Um, where do I go with this? So Netflix has got a big movie coming out. They're trying to get, and Disney Plus has got 10 million plus people in the first week or the first day. They'll probably be at 20 million by holidays, right? I've told my boys over the holidays I'll take some time off. I'll throw a log on the fire and we'll watch some Mandalorian. And in January I'll cancel Disney Plus because you don't. I don't. Disney Plus doesn't have enough traction for me. There's not enough new content. There's a lot of great old content. But they're a lot like Apple in the sense that they're not rolling out shows quite as fast that are exclusive. Now maybe they should. 
So Disney now is going to be in a weird position because they dominate the movie theater. 30% of all films dollars last year were spent by you. On Disney films. And you, you throw in like Fox is another 5%. They dominate the weekend. But they also dominate streaming now. And they're going to they're gonna tinker with some stuff for sure. Like Malficient, the second one that came out, I don't think it did very well, comparatively. So why do we have to wait six months for it to come out on DVD or pay-per-view? Disney could roll that, that puppy straight into you know, Disney+. Plus. And then that would be a reason for saying, oh, I'm in on it. I got it. Netflix, by throwing down a Martin Scorsese film that's three hours and 40 minutes, it kind of gives people who have that $12 a month subscription, they're like, woo, I got a whole movie. If I had to take my, my honey, I'd have to do dinner and a movie. I'm looking at least $200 that night, but Netflix just threw it in. It's just the same old price. So that's pretty interesting. Stocks hit fresh record highs. When I'm talking fresh, I go back to a girlfriend who used to like saying things like, is this orange juice fresh? Is this orange juice fresh? She only liked fresh squeezed orange juice, which drove me insane. Because a lot of times as people work in the service industry, how shall we say don't have time for that kind of nonsense? So we've got a very Goldilocksian view of GDP rising at just 2.1%. It's not too hot. It's on the cold side. Black Friday is taking away all... No, 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 Black Friday. Amazon and Cyber Monday and cyber shopping uh, is killing Black Friday. Some things change. As an investor, you need to feel comfortable with that. They say that roughly a quarter of shoppers have finished their online shopping for the season. What? Toys R Us is back. A good business lesson on how... Amazon can kill a company, but can they kill a brand? I, first of all, grew up thinking JCPenney's and Sears were the king of all toys because that was the catalog my dad would get in October and November, and he'd say, pick a toy. And that's what I got for Christmas. It was magical. Catalogs. But then as I got a little bit older, I had this, this nirvana, this, this potential Casa Bonita moment in my life where I just had to go to a toy store. And who filled that void? Toys R Us. Now, they went bankrupt in 2017, the world's biggest toy store, Toys R Us. Um, and they just opened one store, but it's going to be tiny compared to the stores that they used to have. They used to have 40,000 square foot, like, I don't want to say convention centers, but that's what it was like going into a store, and it was very inventory-driven. Now they're coming up with some pop-up stores that are going to be 6,000 square feet. And they're going to be heavily pushed with technology. So in the past, you'd be like, you'd go up to an employee and go, where are the board games at? And then point. Now you'll be able to see kids play in the board games. You'll be able to try before you buy with a lot of technology infused in the stores at 25% the retail space. I see what they're trying to do. I would like to go to a toy store. I think it's kind of a magical Christmas thing to do with kids. But, like, Best Buy, too, yesterday they came out with some pretty solid numbers. And one, one thing they're doing is, yeah, they got the 40,000-square-foot retail space, which is just too much. 
but they're really open-minded about saying, okay, we don't have to have all gadgets. We don't have to have all the brand new video games on the shelf. We could use some of that shelf space for bicycles and lifestyle choices and computer fixes. They've turned into more of a lifestyle company, which is a weird thing to admit. A couple years ago, I went into a Best Buy, and I I don't want to say I got angry. I don't own shares of Best Buy. I've never owned shares of Best Buy. I I find them cute, but not investable. And it's gone up, and it's gone down, and it's gone up. It's it's been a hell of a trade. But Best Buy, I went into a store a couple years ago, and they had, like, electric bikes and I scoffed I was like seriously 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 electric bikes this company's gonna die and then the whole Peloton thing happened and people are trying to say bikes can be you know a healthy lifestyle choice and if you add a little technology to it it can have a social healthy angle to it I like what I, I I like what Best Buy's doing. Again, I still just don't have enough room in my retail stock portfolio for Best Buy. But I get it. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Hi, I'm Rob Black. Kind and gentle. I love Thanksgiving. The financial lessons that I learned on Thanksgiving don't surprise me. Hopefully they don't surprise you all. Um, I've seen some great drama on Thanksgiving, to be quite honest with you, is what I'm getting at. And it's making me want to disinherit people, people that I once loved, family members. Why do people always act bad at Thanksgiving? I don't know. Christmas, not so much. Thanksgiving, oh boy, uncle. Uncle always gets a little bit too, how shall we say, uh-oh, I'm going to upset people who like alcohol, a little too drunk. And they'll say things like, I always knew mom and dad loved you best. Oh, that's not what a parent wants to hear. But there's a lot of drama. And if should there be drama, one of the things you should consider is disinheriting them. I know you're saying you're harsh. One bad Thanksgiving and you're disinheriting children. Uh, yeah. I think you should love your children equally. And you should treat them uniquely. It's one of my phrases that pays. Consider each child's unique situation and come to an intentional decision about how much you want to give them. And Thanksgiving is a time where you are pretty thankful and kids come back home, right? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, Holidays are a very stressful time. And financially speaking, try not to make it worse. For instance, if you're traveling today, well, is it today, Wednesday? Yep. 55 million Americans are traveling on over Thanksgiving. I don't know how that number works. I don't know what that means to you. I can tell you if you're headed in the mountains, there's snow on the West Coast. You get stuck in a snowstorm and boom, you're like, honey, we're not going to make it. We didn't pack chains and I want a divorce. No, let's get a hotel. 
Hotels are 200 bucks on the fly, right? Um, getting to the airport. Last second, you're like, oh, no. Why didn't we schedule an Uber or a Lyft? Man, I'm so I'm thankful for Uber and Lyft. It, it's almost not so much that I'm thankful of Uber and Lyft. I just I didn't like cabs. You'd call them the night before and say, hey, can you pick me up? I'm going to the airport at 5 o'clock. And you kind of felt like, yeah, yeah, we'll put that in. And you never knew. So Uber and Lyft says, go to their app and schedule the time that you want to drive there, and we'll make sure they're there. And Uber is getting a little obnoxious right now. Like, you have to pay extra for a quiet driver or extra for a really warm car or a really cold car. They're figuring out ways to nickel and dime us is what I'm trying to say. Um, and one of them is is enough room for four, family of four, right? It's called Comfort. It's a little bit more expensive. It's a little bit bigger in theory than like a, a sedan, like a Toyota Prius or something that you might have been picked up once or twice and then you're like, good thing I didn't have four people. So Uber's coming up with a $25 one-time play on today, getting to the airport. I kind of like that. Um, Boeing is in the news. The FAA says we are calling the shots on the 737 MAX certification timeline. Okay. They're playing with a new 777 plane, trying to get certification on that. 2020 should, and again, Gonzalo Borger Verizon for taking action on any stock pension. 2020, and I'm upsetting 2019, 2020 should be a good year for Boeing. In large part because 2019 was such a bad year for Boeing. From admitting plane crashes were indeed their fault to trying to get the software that, that might have caused, and I, again, I don't know the, the buildup of this, to trying to get that software that might have caused the crashes fixed and recertified. I've seen some stories out, like some flight attendants say they refuse to ever fly on a 737 MAX. Um, and you're like, whoa, what do they know that I don't as far as FAA and getting approval? So Boeing should have a good year. In large part, a lot of people probably looked at their stock this year and go, i got to sell Boeing. I don't know how much liability to have. And they panicked and they sold at lows. At the end of the year, we look around our portfolios. And if you have Apple and you're up $10,000 in Apple and you're down $20,000 in Boeing and you want to take a loss uh, on Boeing, but you want to not pay a lot of taxes on the gains that you have at Apple, consultant work advisor, taking action stock expansion, then you could do what's called tax loss harvesting and sell Boeing right here, right now at the end of the year. And it offsets the gain that you had in, say, Apple or any other company that you booked and sold profit in. A lot of people are going to be coming back to Boeing just because there was extra selling pressure at the end of the year. Again, I can't tell you how the next 30 days play out, so know that. Uh, mixed earnings results. Dell, VMware, Autodesk, HP, Deer, Box, Guess. All came out with numbers last night. Taking a look at some... Oh, before I go into the details of the stocks. Um, China is you know, in the final throes of Phase 1 negotiation. Our stock market's hitting an all-time high. China's under a little bit of pressure. Is Trump playing a good game or a bad game? Interesting question. 
800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Black Friday is right around the corner. Toot, toot. Yeah. Beep, beep. So Box continued a streak of double-digit top-line growth in the third quarter. Cloud-based software company delivered a loss per share of a penny, matching expectations. Revenue of $177 million, grew 14% over last year. Eh. I don't know. In the world of tech stocks, how many mid-level players do you need to know about? Box is fine, and I get it. Maybe they're an acquisition down the road. For me, I want to see earnings. And I want to see earnings grow. I don't want to see bookings. I'm not the kind of guy that has low standards when it comes to stocks. I might have low standards when it comes to booze. I once drank uh, tequila that had formaldehyde in it called Mekong. I was young. Not very high standards. You should have high standards when it comes to picking stocks, in my opinion, because you work hard for your money. Why speculate? Why say this is the next big thing? Or if you want a trade box, that's fine. If you want to invest it, I don't get it. You see where I'm going at with this? Dell came out with mixed third quarter results saying that weak server demand and shortages of Intel chips used in PCs. What's interesting to note about that is what's bad for Dell is bad for Intel. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Do you want to ruin Thanksgiving dinner and talk stocks versus real estate? Stocks win. Into fight. Now you can go on and talk about dark meat versus white meat. Uh-oh, I just offended someone. Those who love white meat. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Watch where you step. It's Thanksgiving. I'm Rob Black. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. I took a few days off to visit my mother before the holidays. Aging woman. Uh, hit a couple of museums. A lot of people don't realize that the museums in Washington, D.C., the Smithsonian's are free. What an amazing deal. Because there's some really good museums there, to say the least. I went and went into one, and the security was a little bit more than I was ready for. You take your purse or your backpack, and you put it in a cubby. Remember when you were in kindergarten, and you had cubbies? Life was much easier then. Before you needed locks and lockers. So you take whatever valuables you have and you put them in a cubby. Then you get on an escalator that is really slow. And it takes you about 50 yards. Eh, maybe 25 yards. My, I'm not a good judge of distance. And then you go to the other side of the cubby and you grab your backpack and you're done. Something's scanning you. And there's a lot of cameras scanning you when you're on the um, escalator. Not, not escalator. What's a, an escalator that, that doesn't go up? It <laughs> just goes uh, uh, a flat escalator? I, I, I don't even know what you would call it. But something's scanning you there. And then I think because your bag's in a cubby, 
the X-ray technology is, is, is super beefed up. It's not going through that horrible airport, put your backpack on the rollers and push forward, take your shoes off. It was actually kind of a pleasant experience going through security. But it did leave me like, holy mackerel, we need this for airports. And it's coming. There's a company that does the technology on X-ray scans. And I first got to know about the business of bomb detection. I guess that is kind of what we're getting down to, our weapon detection. Back after 9-11. And we started really, uh, to say the least, get kind of aggravated about it. There's all sorts of new x-ray techniques that keep coming out on a regular basis. Conventional x-ray machines cannot reliably detect bombs. So we continue to push forward with, you know, um, trying to figure out what you're taking on the plane and trying to figure out what's going underneath the plane. Explosive detection systems for cabin baggage screening have become, you know, available in recent years. Uh, You're going to see more of it. I would tend to tell you, try not to go after a story like that, um, i.e. getting caught up in the airport security story. I'm not a big story stock guy. There's a great story this year called Genovac, and it's tied towards um, Generac. It's tied towards the wildfires in California. CEO comes on CNBC and he's like, we've seen orders up 300% in California because of the wildfires. And now it's kind of a sign of the haves and the have-nots if you have a backup generator. I don't like stories like that. I prefer in my world to look at earnings and revenue and product. Um, for me, if you're going to go x-ray screenings, I'd rather you go with something like a Lockheed Martin or a Boeing. Like If you're going to go defense spending, big contracts... I'd rather you go much bigger. And again, I'm not saying no, because story stocks are great stories until they're not. So that's out there. Happy Black Friday to you. Sad day. I'm thankful I don't own any marijuana stocks. Again, a bit of a story play, right? More countries are opening up marijuana, legalizing it. But the FDA just basically screwed hurt, punished, um, penalized all cannabis stocks. The FDA issued new guidance on CBD that included a stark warning that it can cause liver injury and other damage to the human body. The warning is the latest blow to the embattled sector, where a lot of companies have developed strategies and plans for cannabis. Um, and the FDA is basically saying not so fast. It's not a good thing when that happens. The FDA said it's cracking down on 15 privately held companies for illegally selling products containing CBD. Since the passage last year's Farm Bill, CBD, a cannabis compound that is viewed as non-intoxicating, has existed in kind of what I would refer to as like regulatory limbo. And for the FDA to come out and say it could cause liver damage, and we don't know if if this is, is something, if we can create a framework that we're comfortable with. Saying things like, we may need clinical trials. It 
just shows you that it's a sticky business. The sticky icky is a tough business to succeed in right now. It's too much of a civil war. Uh-oh, I just upset the South. They lost the civil war. Kronos is a company that is a CBD uh, play. Aurora Cannabis, Tilroy, Tilroy, T-L-R-Y, Aurora Cannabis, A-C-B, Kronos, C-R-O-N, Canopy Growth, show just horrible numbers. And I come back to, yes, more states are legalizing it, but federal government still has a bone to pick with, you have to play the game our way. You don't mess with the federal government, in my opinion. Ask Lori Lachlan from Better House, who tried to buy her daughter into college, um, into a prestigious college. And you know what's kind of funny? I don't think USC is all that prestigious. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd be happy my kid went there, but don't get me wrong. I don't think it's that prestigious. I wouldn't be buying into it. Um, so don't mess with the government. Ask Lori Lachlan. Or how about Martha Stewart? You know, when the government says, did you benefit from an illegal information? They know you. The answer is yes. You better say yes. CBD revenue is small or non-existent in most companies. So it's tough to quantify, but the pure plays like the Charlotte's Web, Cure Leaf, which received an FDA warning letter over its CBD health claims in July, those are really pure plays that are like right in the uh, target scope, scope, sight lines of the FDA. So I try not to get into civil wars. Brothers fighting brothers. I know. It just keeps my life a little bit easier. I'm totally content, and I say this in kind of a funny way. I'm totally content owning a portfolio of blue chip growth names or blue chip value names and then indexes. I don't have to have the cannabis stocks. I get it. I'm tempted by it. Tempted by the fruit of another. Uh-oh, I just upset vegetables. I know, you're saying, why well, aren't vegetables tempta- tempting? Well, because they're vegetables. Is that fair? Heavy snow on one end... And a bomb cyclone on the other end is threatening Thanksgiving travel. Be safe. Online holiday shoppers have already spent $50 billion for the holidays. Have a holly jolly Christmas. That was one that always upset me. Remember the Christmas specials? And the claymation from, I guess, the 1950s, 60s? Santa Claus is Coming to Town was the one that always, always upset me. I just didn't like it. The animation freaked me out. Holiday shopping Caesars have holiday shopping Caesars. Don't get Caesar. Roman lettuce, no good. Um, holiday season shoppers have already spent fifty billion dollars. Sharp discounts expected on Thanksgiving Day. So far, televisions haven't had an average seventeen point five percent price cut. Woo! That's not bad. Remember, and I, I only do this this time of year. I think Mark Cuban said something and i think you can do mark cuban memes or mark cuban business statements and i don't think you'd be i don't think he's far off in his statements where he said you know the average american if you're going to buy a computer or a tv 
on Black Friday. Or do it when there's a great sale. Most people, like I can give you my sister as an example. I stayed with my sister, her husband, and her two kids. And they don't make a lot of money. They make good money. She's a school teacher and he's a government worker. And they have more than enough what they need. And they, they vacation well. And they don't live in a high, they live in a high cost of living area, but not as high cost of living area as us. And I can tell you, they don't have an extra, like I was, I was asking my sister's husband, I said, so what do you think about AirPods? Or I said, like, he's a gadget guy. I'm like, I see that you don't have AirPods. And he goes, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. They only last about two years. And I'm not spending $200 on a, a phone that's $800 for sound. I'm like, I kind of get that. I get the two-year angle, and I'm like, that's a realistic person. Whereas I'm like, I want the new AirPod Pro. You know the AirPod Pros by Apple are sold out through Apple until December 30th? You can't get them in time for the holidays. 250 bucks. I hear nothing but good things about them. But you can get them at Amazon. You can get them other places. You just can't get them through Apple. And Apple has asked their Chinese manufacturer, uh, can we... Uh, Make more of these things as soon as we can. I own shares of Apple. I own shares of companies that make billions of dollars, and then I tend to own indexes around it. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, poke, poke. Love you guys. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm Rob Black. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Stocks have built... On their record-setting run today after the release of stronger-than-forecast economic data. Economic data is not the most sexy thing to talk about. I try to do an infotaining show. Sometimes I put my foot in my mouth. Sometimes it tastes like, how shall we say, foot. It doesn't taste like chicken. Durable good orders. Economic data rose six-tenths of a percent in October. Economists were expecting for a decline. Durable goods orders are, think of things as big ticket items and you typically need someone to go to a factory to make them put them together so they're kind of a tell on the economy third quarter gdp was revised to show growth of 2.1 percent which is fairly goldilocksian and it's up from a reading of 1.9 percent you kind of want gdp somewhere between two and four percent now where gdp is growing at 2.1 percent in the last 90 days it's a bit of a problem because we have tax cuts we have low unemployment. We should be doing better than that. What we don't have, aha, a deal with China. And yet the major stock market averages, so it averages, averages, averages. They've been on fire. Fire! ACDC, right? Over the past month on that optimism of U.S.-China trade talks. In the last month, the Dow and the S&P, the Dow's up 4.3%, the S&P 500 up 3.9%, the Nasdaq's up 5%. Unbelievable. Black Friday won't save some retail stocks. As to, there's a great poem by the Brothers Grimm, I think. They did the fairy tales, and if you ever read the real fairy tales, they're really, really dark. If you want to scare the bejesus out of your child, read to them fairy tales. <laughs> Because they're pretty dark. And this one is, is, to little girls, this seems to say, never stop upon your way. Never trust a stranger friend, for you do not know how it will end. As you're pretty, so be wise. Wolves may lurk in every guise. 
Now and then this simple truth, sweetest tongue has sharpest tooth. There's a lot going on in that. And primarily what I see in that is wolves come in different disguises. And as you're pretty, so be wise, little red riding hood, sweetest tongue has sharpest tooth. These, these stories, these lessons in life from poetry should give us a pretty good understanding of how to invest. Black Friday is not going to save some retail stocks. And it's grim news. In my opinion. There's some retailers that are doing very, very, very well. And there's some retailers that are stinking up the joint. The key to understanding retail on Black Friday is bifurcation. Big old, big old word, right? How did you do on your SATs? I did really well. I was a good test taker. Learn to take tests is an important skill. Not learn to be smart, but learn to take a test. Broadline retailers like Target and Walmart, they're doing well. Apparel-driven retailers like Kohl's, Macy's, and Gap, they're suffering. So Broadline, you can buy a lot of different stuff at Target and Walmart. Apparel, where you go to Kohl's to buy clothes, typically. Macy's clothes, Gap clothes. Yeah, you can buy some knickknacks. Knickknack, paddywhack, give the dog a bone. Uh-oh, a cat just wrote a letter. One cat just wrote a letter to management because I gave the dog a bone. Let's not broadcast. Let's narrow cast. Let's do a show for one person. So you don't want to get exasperated as low productivity malls and stores experience outsized pressure. I don't want Gap. I don't want Macy's. I don't want Kohl's. I can make a case for Walmart or Target when there's bad news tied towards them, but not when everything's going well. I like Target when they have a data breach. For be honest with you, I kind of like everything to be slightly weak when I step in. I think one of my flaws as a man was that I typically fell in love with women who needed saving. And then I grew up, if that makes any sense. And as I grew up and fell in love with beautiful women with beautiful minds that weren't problematic with issues from their childhood... I got better relationships, and every relationship's been better and better, right? Same thing has to go on with you in your head when it comes to investing in stocks. You could look at a gap at a Macy's and Kohl's, but you can't buy. So I feel that malls that target, not malls at Target, but retail stores inside of malls that target women's apparel, they've seen their customers flee. They've been forced to resort to significant sales to draw shoppers in. I get an email, it feels like, every day from, who is it? Not Banana Republic. It is Banana Republic. Well, hello, Banana Republic. 50% off. I never have to buy clothes at, at full price. That's why I would never buy Gap stock. Does that make sense? Target's up 88% this year. Home Depot up 27%. Oh, by the way, boom, shakalaka. The giraffe is back. Toys R Us is back. Now, they've opened one store. They're going to open 10 and they're going to do it in a relatively small foot um, footprint. They're not making big stores anymore. They're making really, really tight, hot product stores. Think of it as a, a pop-up kiosk store. The things that you want this holiday season, and then it may disappear. But guess who's doing the online fulfillment for ToysRUs.com? Target. So Target's up 88%. Home Depot's up 27%. Walmart's up 27%. Lowe's is up 27%. Costco up 
S&P 500 is up 25% this year. So there's one, two, three, four, five, five tech uh, retail stocks that are beating the snot out of the S&P 500. You throw an Amazon, and I may not need another retail play. That could be my shopping list for the next 10 years. Now, again, I can get cute and go Nordstrom, or I can get cute and go Gap, or I can get cute and go Tiffany's, because Louis Vuitton Moet Hennessy has now agreed to buy Tiffany's. Pretty smart uh, purchase by Louis Vuitton, because jewelry is one of the worst things you can buy, and the French Louis Vuitton Moet Hennessy, big company in France. Um, they like selling things that we don't need. Luxury items like jewelry. One of the worst things you could buy is jewelry on Black Friday. Or a top-of-the-line computer. Or exercise equipment. Exercise equipment, oddly enough, goes on sale at late December, early January when everyone's making their uh, next year I'm going to lose weight promises. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I hope you have a happy Thanksgiving. I really, really do. Try not to fight with your relatives. I'm Rob Black.